you know, take that time to create space for the inner mentor to, to really mentor you and to, you know, because she is you, she knows what you want. She knows what you need, even though sometimes we don't even know. Welcome to the Rest of Good Fair podcast, a show that helps to inspire and empower listeners to become the best version of themselves by bringing you engaging guest speakers who share their powerful stories of transformation and change. My name is Krista Nicholson. I'm a teacher, conference host, and women's empowerment entrepreneur. Thank you for joining us today and listening to this episode. I'm excited to share with you the story of my special guest speaker, Dana Cropley. She is a certified life coach and owner of Trifecta Living Incorporated, where she incorporates life coaching for individuals. Join us as she speaks about how to manage your inner critic and use your inner mentor on our journey to becoming the best version of you. Thank you for joining me today, Dana. Glad you could be here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to chat with or chat at you all, I suppose, uh, about uh, inner mentor (laughs) and uh, inner critic for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about yourself and your trifecta living and the services you provide for individuals. Absolutely. I started my coaching journey in 2018. Uh, It was a program that caught my eye through Mount Royal University. And uh, it was a year long $8,000 process. (laughs) Yeah, it was just about as much. Yeah, it was was, uh, quite the... um, but anyway, endeavor. the gifts mm-hmm. endeavor quite. Yeah. Uh, but the, the gifts involved were so great and it really uh, taught me how to support people. And that's, that's ultimately what I wanted. I don't want to be telling people what to do. I want to be supporting them in becoming th- their best selves and living their best life and creating their own journey. And that's a lot of what I do is it's a lot of um, questions and journeying through, um, just reflection and mirroring and and a lot of fun things too. And sometimes there's just silence (laughs) because we all, you know, sometimes we all just need that to just sort of like playing out a little bit, get back on track. And, uh, yeah. So how the coaching process works for me is I train very closely to the, uh, international coaching federation, um, model and uh, the program was based very closely on that and how it works is again you know the client is in charge and uh, and we're very focused on uh we get down to like some specifics uh what you want to move on with what you want to do what you want to achieve what you want to explore um and then yeah we dig right in and it's up to an hour we make sure that we come away with some something that you can um move on with uh in that process Absolutely awesome. So something tangible that they can come away with. Yeah, and- yeah, definitely tangible. And then there's the intangible because, you know, who doesn't love a good intangible, you know, metric? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, and I know some of the things that you talk about is this whole battling of inner critic. And we have, and I think we constantly have that battle inside of us, that critic versus the mentor. Uh, Why do we take so much direction, do you think, from that inner critic? To be honest, and and this is just my belief, is that uh, in my experience as, I mean, first and foremost, a female on this earth, we are very um, designed in a way to motivate ourselves through criticism 
So I think that like, you know, I hate to use the the food as an example, but everybody kind of understands it, but just like, well, don't eat those chips because you'll, you know, gain weight, <laughs> like, you know, or don't have the ice cream after dessert because, you know, there's going to be a negative result, but it's always like that. Like you're going to eat that. You're going to say that you're going to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we're, we're always kind of like given those messages along the way. So I think really as we're, we're conditioned to, Um, understand those messages as a motivational factor we just start to use them that way because you know that's how we start to motivate ourselves and so I think that we more often than not listen to our inner critic is just it's the voice we've always kind of known absolutely and that voice that's always been there and I think it's always been there (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it it is always been there um it's not always been there in the sense like we were born with it, but again, it was like that conditioning as we, as we grew that, that motivational piece. Um, yeah, it really just, it is kind it's been there for a long time. We'll say Yeah, <laughs> a long time. Yeah, for sure. So, and why do you think women have such difficulties with it? Why do you think it affects women maybe more than men? I speaking from a female point of view, I can't speak from the male point of view because I know, um, I do, I've, I've, come into contact with men that do also deal with the inner critic it's just a lot quieter and it seems a lot more simple it's like don't do that (laughs) and then they don't or do that and they do and it's like but okay like they don't think like don't eat that because I'm gonna get you know like I, I might gain weight they're like I like that but I'm full and I'm not going to eat it or, you know what I mean? Like they're just, it, it, it does seems, seem a little simple. It does. <laughs> it seems so much. Sorry if there's any guys listening, I'm not trying to, you know, like, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. but I, I appreciate your thought processes because sometimes they are a little more simple, but for women, uh, again, just for us, I think that it's just so much louder is because we let it be. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Flat out. For sure. We just, we just let it and we're so, um, it's such a paradigm in our lives, such a habit to just let it run our show that, you know, we just, we just let it because it's easy. It's, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good by any means, but it's, no. it's just easy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and I think too, I think when we let that, yeah, when you compare that uh, male to female, I think it's simple. Like <laughs> I, a friend I know is very much, he's like, Hey, well, why don't you have some chocolate covered jujubes and yeah. help yourself? And it's like, <laughs> what's the problem? Why won't you eat them? I'm like, yeah. do you not hear the yeah. constant dialogue that is happening in my head? If I eat these chocolate covered jujubes, yeah, like, or, this yeah. can't happen. <laughs> yeah, or you didn't drink enough water today, or you didn't get enough sleep, or you didn't do this right. And you dropped your pen and you bent over. And I wonder who saw your butt or like, you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> absolutely. All like, like I wouldn't think like a guy would bend over and be wouldn't think twice about the fact that even just picked the, no. you know what I mean but we I would have a so. whole a whole dialogue running through our head oh absolutely just, you know, well yeah. it's just exactly in like do these pants like do they look okay and I think <laughs> and I think it's so hard yeah. that we have this whole mount this um, mound of expectations and weights and thoughts that we're constantly thinking on women I think that is very hard for us to manage all of that I think, I think though, it's not, Mm. I don't think it's very hard. I think that we have let ourselves be comfortable with it. So in that sense, it becomes easy. Mm. (laughs) What the hard part is, is catching it 
and changing that, that changing the storyline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, and then having a look at that. So then I'm curious, then how does that come into our fears? Because obviously when you have these thoughts and such that you're constantly thinking, then our fears, like how do our fears start to control us then and keeping us in these small places? Oh, for sure. Should we use COVID as an example? No, sure. I'm totally, Let's totally. I'm, I'm joking. I'm, I'm no, totally no, I, I'm COVIDed out, but I, mean, I, know, I totally no, get I'm it. Joking. I think in the way, um, the inner critic, of course, like I, I believe at a primal level, it's designed to keep us safe right? Like, don't do that. And it gives us that bad feeling so that we don't do that. So like, maybe you don't jump off the cliff or you don't go into the rushing river or you, you know, you make maybe think twice, right? Um, In the same sense, the inner mentor can also do that for us and keep us safe, but just, we just have to feed and fuel it a little bit more. I think that um, with the, with the inner mentor though, like, it's just, it, it, fuels our fears in the way that again it's that comfort of like don't do that don't eat that don't don't be that don't show up like that people are going to laugh at you and oh my gosh what are they going to think like look at your hair right now and oh my gosh did you actually just say that like it makes you think twice right like it's doing its job it's doing its job that it's designed to do and it's it's generating that bit of fear which i think like without it essentially like yeah at a basic survival rate you know mm-hmm. we would need it to some capacity but again it's just generating that fear of like making you think twice and again we let it rain and then it turns into okay at a basic level this is what I'm designed to do but I'm going to add on this and then I'm going to add on uh, oh sorry you can see my hands but we can <laughs> you can picture my hands stacking themselves <laughs> and then we're going to add on the insult and then it's going to make you feel even worse so you're really not going to do it and then you're going to we're going to add this you know funny thing about your hair and then you're really not going to put yourself out there and then i'm just going to eat my chocolate covered and then you're just because you know what yeah (laughs) it's over that way yeah it is bad after that (laughs) you know what (laughs) (laughs) yeah no doubt yeah exactly so so definitely keeps us small for sure so just in reflection um just for those that might not be aware what is the difference then between the inner critic and the inner mentor because i heard you refer to both right so yeah uh they're both a voice like you know not voices in our head but like they are a voice essentially and they speak to us uh in ways that like through feelings through exactly what you're thinking in in, or in whichever language you speak they're speaking to us in language um in you know what catches our attention what doesn't catch our attention you know like all kinds of ways you know similarly to the way the world speaks to you it's how you're translating it And so the inner critic is, again, we all know that voice. It's like keeping it small. Don't do that. Oh my gosh. You know, the inner mentor though, is somebody we don't or haven't always given a lot of power to. So the voice isn't as strong, but it's like, when you see that beach on a hot day and you're like, oh my gosh, I would just love to run in the water and go swimming, but I don't want to put on my swimsuit in front of eight. 80 people or you know what I would love to write a book but oh my gosh I don't even know if people would want what would anybody want to listen to me for the inner mentor is the person that's like okay well yeah you might think that but if you've got an idea then you know 
if you had the idea, there's got to be somebody else out there that has the idea. Mm -hmm. And then you sort of start to stack on that. You move the next, sorry, I'm very um, handsy. So many of you out ah. there can't see my hands, but good. I'm, I'm doing a stacking motion, one hand on the top of the other. So then we're talking about the book and then we're like, okay, well, like, what can we put in it? Okay. Well, we can make an outline for it. Okay. Well, that's okay. Let's, let's go through that outline. What, what do I need to hear in the world? You know? So just for example, um, and again, like um, we're at the beach and it's like, okay, the inner mentor is like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, maybe the inner mentor is like, do you really know this many people around you? And do you think that anybody is really thinking about you right now? And, and, and you know what I mean? And then it's like, finally you get to the point where it's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to put on a swimsuit and you get in the water and you feel good. And, and then you get, the you know, exactly. And it just, it's just the way it is, but it's that practice of really giving that voice an ear, first of all, and a space in your space is the important part space in your, in your head and in your heart and in your soul to like, really hear it, like to really just hear it and to really honor it. Um, because again, uh, me included, and and we can talk about the story of the the calendar and whatever, absolutely. But, but no, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, but me included, like um, I still um, I, I I talk about this stuff. I still struggle a lot of the time. You know, some days it's ninety ten, some days it's sixty forty, some days it's fifty fifty. It, it's a it's a balance and a journey. And the biggest thing is you just have to be aware and want to hear that voice. Well, and I think that's exactly it, that bringing awareness to both the critic and the mentor, right? And how can yeah, that actually absolutely. help us? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that um, helpful, it is helpful to understand, just like it's helpful to understand a language, right? Um, everybody speaks a language in their own way. Everybody has their own body, uh, you know, uh, body language, facial expressions. You know, sometimes if someone likes something, if someone doesn't, and as you really get to know them, you know, you know, man, if they're, um, you know, uh, starting to blink hard, they're going to fall asleep. Or if they're starting to slouch to one side, you know, their back is hurting or, you know, that they're having a rough day if they're just sitting quiet, you know, whereas like some people, if you're sitting quiet on a day, it's like, oh, she's, she's, this is normal. Right. But it's just like, it's recognizing those cues and those, um, those words and those feelings to be aware of like, okay, well, who's talking right now? Is my inner mentor talking to me? Do I, am I feeling like a little bit, not fearful, but a little uneasy? Like that's completely normal. Uh, am I feeling like a little bit excited? Am I feeling a little bit clearer? Like am I feeling aligned? Like, am I feeling good with like what the next step I'm taking mm -hmm. um, with the uh, uh, inner, inner critic? Of course, it's like that same old, same old that it's, if you're feeling the same old, same old, or you're just feeling bad, your mentor is like running the show, <laughs> running the show. <laughs> yeah. So then I question that I have then is what are some strategies, how to get in touch with your inner mentor? For sure. So tangibly speaking, we, we can speak about some tangible things sure. because of course, like listening is um, sort of an intangible uh, action, right? Because mm -hmm. we can all sort of listen, but how do you measure how much you're listening or how often you're listening? And one of the um, techniques I most often give clients or when I do a, t a presentation is set the alarm on your phone. We most, I mean, most of us have phones and uh, most of us are even allowed to take our phones with us at work. Uh, I mean, put it on vibrate or whatever. It was something to remind yourself, you know, check in and just start with just checking in, just be like, okay, 
I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge it. I'm not going to do anything with it at this point. I'm just going to make it easy. All I'm going to do is check in. And then as you check in, you're going to be like, well, what was I doing? And what was I thinking? You know, kind of mm-hmm. check in and really rein it in a little bit further. So that's something very tangible that you can do. And, you know, whether you set your alarm for like, you know, every four hours or every hour, every 20 minutes, however often you want to do it, but it, it just, the more you do it, just like anything, um, the more it's going to build and the easier it's going to be. And then Mm -hmm. again, we build to that point where it's like, we don't really have to think as hard about it. We don't, or we recognize it very, very easily or, you know, easier on the hard days, right? Intangibly speaking, (laughs) intangibly speaking, (laughs) um, it's, it is that checking in piece. It's really checking in with listening, like, my friends and I have this thing where it's like drop or drop your shoulders. I think it was like Jody Carrington of all people that were like, yeah, you know, cause she's like, you guys are all sitting there like this. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you never notice, but you're always like your shoulders Punched. are like moving towards your ears. And then um, I think we were at a, 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 ch- a talk with her and she's like, everybody drop your shoulders. And I didn't even realize like literally my shoulders were up to my ears. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it was like one of those things where we're checking in physically we're checking in mentally and then we're checking in spiritually. So you're checking in like physically. Okay. Well, okay. Did I get enough sleep? You know, maybe do I need a little bit more sleep? Mm-hmm. And that's something that's intangible just because it's one of those things where it's like, sometimes we feel great on five hours of sleep and sometimes we don't, <laughs> sometimes we feel like garbage. And so, um, but it's just like checking in just with that day, like just with that moment of time, just at when you're checking in. And so, um, you really just want to make sure physically you're like, okay, am I, do I have my brow furrowed? I'm famous for that. My kids are like, mom, you look angry. I'm like, no, I'm just thinking, but they're basically (laughs) accusing me of having RBF, right? So I'm like, oh yeah. Or, um, even just like clenching. Like I know sometimes when I work, it's just like that, that like clench in the bite. So just checking in physically being like, oh, or do I need to sit a little straighter or, oh, do I need to stretch or, you know, what would make me feel good? Do I need to grab a drink of water? So anyway, really simply physically. So, and then mentally it's like, okay, do I have what I need right now? Do I need to clear out my space a little bit? Do I need to just check in? Is there, do I need to just throw this piece of paper in the garbage? I am famous for like writing. I love to write. Like I love to handwrite. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Um, but well, after my own heart, I love, handwriting. Yeah, I, I love handwriting. <laughs> so I'm always writing and I, and I do it on like old school loose leaf and a clipboard most of the time. And, but what I do is like, I always like pull the paper off and I'm like, yeah, garbage, but don't new idea, whatever. Right. But I end up with like 10 balls of garbage on my table and it's, or my desk. And then I go, Oh, you know, check in time. Oh, this is feeling cluttered. Well, no wonder because I've got, you know, but just simple things like that. Or I've got like a coffee cup that I've had sitting there for two days. So I need to clear that out. Uh, you know, what is my mental space looking like? Am I really clouded with like what's gone on yesterday? Is there something I can do about it? If not, you Mm -hmm. know, but just checking in and then spiritually, it's like, how am I feeling? Like, really, like really checking in with that soul, that heart piece of like, okay, am I feeling okay? Okay. What does that mean? It doesn't have to mean anything. Let's just check in. Let's just, am I feeling like bad? Am I feeling like tired? What just, what am I feeling? And then you just build from there. Right. Um, again, back to the tangible piece, it's okay to do a little bit of a recording uh, or like recording, like writing, we'll call it recording, however you wish to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, kind of day by day and just really sort of be like, okay, well, if you're noticing a pattern of thoughts or behaviors or choices or actions that you want to change or that you want to build on, at least they're, they're there. Right. And you can kind of pick apart and decide, is this my inner mentor running my show at this point? Do I want to do um, more of this? Or is this my um, inner critic being like beating me down and really just making my day garbage? or Mm -hmm. crap, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's another back to the tangible piece is just like, yeah, really kind of creating that roadmap, uh, tangible roadmap where you can really see those patterns. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if it's jotting down some words, like what you did that day, you know, how you were feeling on maybe one or two of your check-ins, but yeah, definitely some tools and techniques there. Absolutely. No, for sure. Well, and I think that helps us with our thinking about coming into our next question is so like what steps can we take to shift our train of thought then so from our train of thought being from uh so we talked a little uh, some strategies around the inner mentor but even that train of thought that negative train of thought what are some steps that we can take to kind of shift that train of thought yeah and I think a big one is really finding those I, I hate the word because I think it's overused and it's used in like sort of a fluffy way but really checking in with those bits of self-care right Mm -hmm. if you had a a a cut you would attend to it you'd probably put a band-aid on it that's not a lovely analogy but I mean it's it's just that bit of self-care you would do right yeah and so um I think self-care has really been cheapened with like bubble baths and massages and pedicures. And those are all a part of, of self-care at some point, but we really take for granted that, you know what, maybe you've just had this bill nagging at you and maybe you're just going to pay a chunk of it off. So it's just off your chest that, that, that little bit, or Mm -hmm. maybe that's what's nagging you. Maybe you just really have been needing to go for a walk and, and go be in nature. Um, Maybe you just need to step out of the office door or, whatever, open the window to the classroom and just take a big, huge breath or, mm-hmm. you know, really finding those, um, those like 10 second things to the five minute things to the 10 minute things and really creating and, and keeping true to that, but really committing to yourself that, you know what, and realizing that it's, it's going to only help you. It, it's, it seems like a hindrance at first. Mm-hmm. I, I can like, I can speak to that. I can't even tell you how many times I have talked myself out of just sitting on the back deck for five minutes because I'm too busy. And then I'm like, you know, I probably would have uncluttered my head in that five minutes and been able to do, you know, like 20 minutes, minutes more of efficiency of just like focusing on what I needed to do, but we talk ourselves out of it. And that's the inner critic. So it's, it's listening to that inner mentor being like, you know, what's good for you. You know, that, that mother voice of like, I know this is good for you. I know you don't want to go for that run, or I know you don't want to drink that water. And I know you don't want to write that down, but it's good for you. And it's going to help you. Mm-hmm. It's going to help you. And at first she sounds like, you're like, Oh my God, would you be quiet? Like, would you just shut up? <laughs> And then you're like, oh yeah, I hear your voice when, when it goes off that I need to go outside for five minutes. Oh yeah, I get that. Or, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not going to drink that, you know, fourth coffee. I'm going to, I'm going to have a drink of water instead, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put some essential oils in my hands and just, just take a sniff because it's anything's better than hand sanitizer right now. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh yeah. Anything. So yeah. um, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. 
So I, and a thing that I think too, you made a good point about that inner critic says, no, I'm too busy. I've got all that sort of stuff. I think that's another reason why women find it very difficult to prioritize themselves. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, and that's the, that's like a whole other topic for, for but again, we go back to that, that conditioning, we go back to that, like you put everybody else first and wear yourself to the bone and then get four hours sleep and do it all over again, because that's what you're supposed to do. It's not what we're supposed to do. It's not what we're supposed to do. (laughs) We're supposed to be like these, these beings that have, you know, thought and, and, you know, choice and, and we can, we can do the things that we need to do. And we can also not feel like crap (laughs) while doing them. Mm -hmm. And so, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I think it just, again, it goes back to that, like conditioning and, really, um, you know, giving the ease to the inner, the inner critic of like the inner critic being like, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And if you don't do this, you're not achieving or you're not, you're not doing a good job and you're not doing Mm -hmm. everything a a woman should be doing or a female should in this society. You got to be powerful, but then you got to be a home to make supper. And then you've got to work out all the time. And then you've got to look like this and gosh, if you don't brush your hair, like, (laughs) Like just these insane things that you didn't brush your hair right or you know like just these insane things that cloud and that we've been conditioned with that if we just cleared out a little bit it's like I wonder what space would be there what what could be created in that space yeah what, absolutely what, yeah what could be what what could be in that space well, think of all the creative time that all of that, you know, just beautiful things you'd be able to make oh, in that regard. Yeah, for sure. And I just think even like um, to, to my daily schedule. So I, I have four kids mm-hmm. and um, so I'm, I'm busy. I've, you know, they, they range in age from 16 to 11 and we don't live overly busy lives due to COVID at this point, but we're still busy and we still got to make sure, you know, they're doing their homework and they've, you know, you know, my son and uh, daughter uh, have had some jobs and my son ran a business for a little bit. And, but it's just like making sure that everybody's where they're supposed to be and, and everybody's eaten and everybody's got clean clothes and at the basics. And did you clean the toilet and did you do this? And, you know, really kind of keeping the, everything wrangled. Right. And then on top of that, it's, it's like, okay, there's, there's that world, but then we're trying to expand into like what we need to do you know, mm-hmm. in a day. And it's just like, if we just had that small bit of space, it's like, well, maybe if, you know, Bo did this and Ellie did this instead, then I would have time for this. And I could, you know, we could all kind of be happy and we could all kind of, you know, move forward in everything we want to do. Or, or, you know, maybe you end up being the next Picasso. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Who knows well, if you had that space, you, that's just it. And you just never know. Right. So that's the thing is, is that's the really exciting part about it is that we've been living with this inner critic so long, getting the same result. Why not, you know, take that time to create space for the inner mentor to, to really mentor you and to, you know, because she is you, she knows what you want. She knows what you need, even though sometimes we don't even know (laughs) she (laughs) does know it. And, you know, she's never going to drive you in the wrong direction. Sometimes it might feel like it, like it's that uneasy, like really don't know if I should do that. Maybe just go halfway, but you know what? Still just, just create that space, give it a try and get and experience what's possible. Like just, just live in that experience. It's so exciting. 
Mm -hmm, definitely. Um, so question I have then is, so we talk lots about that inner mentor, which is fantastic, but I'm also mm -hmm. thinking too, we, you had touched upon this a little bit earlier about why the message of the inner critic is so important. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like the angel and the devil on your shoulder, right? Like <laughs> yes. there's always got to be that contrasting voice, the yin and the yang. We can put it like a little bit, a little bit nicer. Um, there always has to be a contrast to no yes and no, or right and wrong, or there always has to be that contrast to know, to make that decision, right. To like, to clear that path, to make that choice. We got to know kind of like, of course there can be a billion choices. Right. But mm -hmm. the, the biggest one where it comes down to is like the inner critic is like that. No, I, you know, I don't think so. Like you better just keep doing what you're doing or like, no, don't say that to someone because you know, they're going to think you're stupid or, you know, Oh, did you, uh, did you even check if you had something in your teeth after lunch or, you know, like just these little silly things that really, we don't even know it sometimes, but they really hold us back. They really mm -hmm. do. And so it's just like, again, that, that um, contrast, I think that, of course, like, again, at that primal level, just like, okay, don't do that. You're going to die. <laughs> it's like, you know, don't do that because she might, she might not like you or, you, you know, like those kinds of things, or don't speak your truth because he might not um, be with you then or whatever. Right. So it's, we keep ourselves small in so many ways. Um, but back to the contrast, it's like that contrast of like, okay, well, I hear the inner mentor talking. And when I hear her say, don't say that to him because he might not like you. Well, what's the contrast? Well, speak your truth. And if he does like you because of it, then that's your people, right? <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Then you're discovering like, oh, that's that one step further than you're discovering your people or, you know, so it's just about that contrast. So you're like, oh, I get it. Yes. I want this. No, I don't. Cool. No, yeah. I think that's great. So uh, we're just about finished. I've just about sure. finished all my questions, unless you had anything else that you wanted to share about inner mentor and inner critic. Yeah, I think we've covered um, quite a bit, but just really leaving uh, sort of at the end again, um, just really uh, making a point to some way, shape or form, even if you're just checking in at the beginning of the day, the end of the day, the midday, whatever, if you want to check in at three, 32, like what, whatever you want to do, um, just make a point of really checking it at a really basic level. And, you know, even if you're just dropping your shoulders, like, you know, discover those patterns and take the ones that serve you, leave the ones that don't. And then again, when you're in those actions or in those patterns, you really start to discover who's doing the talking, right? And then it becomes a little bit easier. And then on top of that, just those little bits of self-care where, you're, you know, even if you're checking in and not like, wanting to write stuff down or whatever you can at least check in and be like oh I'm feeling uh good oh I was thinking about going for a walk and playing a board game with my kids later oh and I was really thinking about how good it was to get you know um the bills paid and then I was thinking about how I was going to make a little bit more money for Christmas or, or whatever like mm -hmm. whatever kind of goes through people's heads and then um just but checking in and and if you're not feeling good being like well, maybe I need a drink of water or maybe I need to, um, you know, put $20 down on my visa or maybe I need to, um, you know, uh, to just get outside for a second. Maybe I just need to look at a screenshot of the rainforest, like whatever kind of floats your boat, but just really um, making sure that you come up with a few ways that, you know, taking care, what taking care of yourself can mean. 
And then at the end of the day, if it's a bubble bath, like by all means, I'm not, I'm not dogging <laughs> a bubble bath or a massage at all, but it's not very realistic that like every day at the end of the day, um, we will always have time for those big things. So the more mm-hmm. little things we kind of are able to um, slot into the day, um, again, really just it, the result is, is it does create that space. Um, it does create that space for like solution, growth, creativity, like all those lovely things that we really are because we are creative, we are resourceful and we are whole as we are. There is nothing about us that is wrong, messed up, nothing, nothing about us. Like we, we've had stuff happen to us, but we are still, we are still creative. We are still resourceful and we are still whole. Awesome. You know, that sounds fantastic. And I have one final question for you. Yeah, absolutely. My final question is what is your definition of what authentic empowerment means? Ooh, I love both of those words. I don't know if anybody has ever put them together, including me. Empowerment. I love the word empowerment because it creates such an energy, like such an energy of like, light like just really putting out into the world and and come like from your heart just like the empowerment of like yes I can do this yes you can do this let's do this together let's 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 live life right let's focus on common things let's not focus on common things and still talk about them like it's it's just such a such an energetic word um authentically again I love the word I think authentically we just really acting in alignment to empower to use use our alignment with our values with our with our authentic self of like if you don't like pineapples just don't eat them go eat you know go find something else you like to find eat peaches <laughs> find peaches like you know um really in alignment with like you know what I really hate running I'm in really good shape I really like it but you know what I hate running so go find you know go find yoga or crossfit or whatever um you know, I don't like meditating. Well, you know, what's, what's the instead, what can I find authentically that aligns with me? Um, you know, I don't like sitting and listening to gossip, for example. So, you know, when that's occurring, I'm just going to go enjoy the silence. It doesn't have to be about judgment. It's just, I'm just going to enjoy the silence. So if you're authentically empowering, I think number one, you're putting your energy into the world and then empowering you're, you're spreading that, that, that light, that, that energy, that power, just, just, you know, and uh, really encouraging people to use theirs as well. That's fantastic. No, that was a fantastic definition. Rustic affair actually means authentic empowerment. Oh, I love that. Oh, I, you know, the the things we learn. (laughs) Well, because people always ask me, they're like, well, how did you come up with rustic affair? And I said, well, a part of it is uh, rustic. I'm always in love with like homemade decor, like farmhouse decor and rustic. And it's very authentic type of stuff. And I really like that. And then when I looked up the word affair in the dictionary and it said it, it's an event that takes place in a person's life that has the power to change them. And I thought, you know what, that's like empowerment. And I just thought, yes. So I put them together, authentic empowerment, rustic affair. That is fantastic. You know what? I didn't know that. And I think that it's a true testament to um, what you offer in your events and this podcast and that is just so that's so lovely and I'm so happy you um I was able to be a part of it yeah absolutely well I am thrilled that uh you were able to join me today I truly enjoyed our conversation I did as well thank you so much
Thank you for listening to today's episode and joining me with our interview with Dana Cropley. Make sure to check out her information included in the show notes. And remember, we have plenty of great episodes that are available. So make sure to check out those on the Rustic Affair podcast. The Rustic Affair podcast, becoming the best version of you.